You know, when Jesus gets in your boat, things are never the same. Uh, in Luke's Gospel, there's a story about Jesus where uh, he goes down to the Sea of Galilee, and he's standing there beside the sea, and the crowds are all around him, and you know, the crowds are wanting to hear him teach, they're wanting him to, to pray for them, to touch them, to heal them. So a lot of people follow Jesus. Because when Jesus was around, I mean, life just got better. So he notices these two boats right there in the shallows. And he gets into one of the boats. It's, it's the boat that, that belongs to, to Simon Peter. Uh, the fishermen that had been in them, uh, they were out of their boats. Uh, they, were, they were washing and, and cleaning up their nets. They had, they had been out there fishing all night. And so Jesus gets into to Peter's boat and he says, put, put out into the shallows. And so Peter puts out into the shallows and uh, Jesus turns around and, and he teaches the crowd that's on the bank. And then after he teaches the crowd, he says to Peter, take your boat and, and go out into the deep water. And so Peter kind of pushes back a little bit. He says, Lord, We've been fishing all night, and, and we haven't caught anything. He says, but, you know, whatever you say, that's what we'll do it. And so they go out, and Jesus says, cast your nets on, on the other side of the boat. And I'm sure Peter's just like, we've fished this all night. There's nothing out there. Um, we don't know if he gave Jesus any more pushback on that. Uh, but he threw his nets out. He was obedient to what Jesus said. And man, there were so many fish. In fact, there were so many fish in the nets. Uh, they had to c call all of the others uh, in, the, in the other boat. And, and the others came in the other boat and, and uh, helped them bring in the fish. There were so many fish, uh, it, it should have torn the nets. And Luke tells us that they were all just amazed at this, at this catch of fish. You know, I kind of had an experience like that when I was in high school. Uh, my dad was the pastor in Cherokee, and, and so I don't know if it was every day, but it felt like every day I would grab my pole and, and I would go, go back to, to Soco Creek, which was right behind the parsonage. And I, I went out there one day. I mean, it was a beautiful day, just like this. And I fished all up and down Soco Creek. I don't know, a couple hundred yards. I fished every hole. I fished it good too, and I didn't get a single bite, and that happens sometimes. Anyway, I'd been out there for about an hour, and I was coming out, and when I came out of the creek, and uh, I was walking through my dad's garden to get back to the house, and Davis Welch started coming with, with his fishing pole. Uh, Davis was my dad's age, and uh, they were good friends, and he fished back there a lot. In fact, he'd catch a lot of fish, and I think just about every Friday in the summertime, I have a fish fry back behind the house. And I said, Davis, I've been fishing this all afternoon. I said, there's nothing, there's nothing back there. And I remember he didn't say a word. He just kind of chuckled and nodded his head. And he went on back and he fished the streams. It was probably 20 minutes. <laughs> he came back out and he had a stringer full of fish. I was amazed at his catch of fish. 
and I realized I was in the presence of a, a master fisherman, I realized that he could do things I could never do. And I'm sure that's probably how the disciples felt with Jesus. Uh, not just because of those fish. Uh, just because when Jesus gets in your boat, things change. Uh, things are better. I'll never forget Peter's response. He just kind of falls down in the, in the bottom of the boat. And he's just like, Lord, get away from me. Go away from me. I can't be in your presence. He says, for I'm a sinful man. But you know, uh, that didn't stop Jesus. He was like, no. Uh, John and, and James, the sons of Zebedee, they, they were there too. He was like, I want you guys to follow me. Because from now on, uh, we're going to fish for people. And they went to the shore. And Luke tells us they got out of the boat. And they left everything. They left their nets. They left everything. And they followed Jesus. And I was thinking about us. Just wondering about your story and your life. I know that when, when Jesus got into my boat, uh, when I first became aware that God was real and that God was alive, you know, kind of like Peter, but the very first thing that happened to me was this deep awareness of the sin that was in my life, that I wasn't worthy to be in God's presence. And I wept at that. And there was that part of me too, it was just like, um, go away God, I'm too guilty. But Jesus transformed me, and I was different. And, and kind of in the same way, it wasn't long after that, it wasn't immediate, but maybe a couple of weeks, I felt God's strong call for my life to to follow and, and to be in ministry and to fish for people. I thought today, you know, I'm on vacation. I'm at the beach. Uh, time away uh, at, at, the, at the beach on vacation, on retreat, it's, it's a good time to think about stuff, to think about my life, to think about you guys, to think about uh, our life together in Waynesville. And I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool if, if we just went a little bit in the boat Maybe you could take this time to um, invite Jesus into your boat <laughs> and just know that, that when Jesus gets close, it might not be pretty at first. There might be those things that uh, stir inside of you that, um, that cause a little bit of pain. Uh, you remember you're not worthy. You remember the sin in your life. And just invite Jesus to take that. Invite Jesus to hold on to you. And maybe if you're with your family... Y'all could talk about that as a family. Um, how has Jesus been present in, uh, in your lives together? What are the stories that you can tell? When we do that, life always gets better.
So our text today from uh, John chapter 15, it's a part of a larger story. It's the, uh, really the last story that, that John tells in his gospel about, about Jesus' life. And uh, Peter decides to go fishing. <laughs> I mean, he was a fisherman, and that's, that's what he knew, and that's what he did. And I'm guessing that's also what he loved. Uh, this is um, after the, the arrest and, and the crucifixion and death and, and resurrection of Jesus. It's a resurrection story. And I don't know, I've, I've kind of pondered sometimes uh, after all this, were they wondering, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> um, do we just go back to our old way of life? Do we fish? I mean, we've got to provide for our families and stuff, you know. Anyway, it's kind of the same story. They're fishing all night, hadn't caught anything. And then, and then Jesus shows up. You know, Jesus always seems to, to find us when we need to be found. And so Jesus is, is standing on uh, the shore of the sea. And he, he hollers out to them and, and says, Hey, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. And again, I wonder what they were thinking about that. Like, who's this guy? They didn't recognize him. Who's this guy telling us how to, how to do our fishing? And so they do. They throw their nets on the other side of the boat. And there's this amazing haul of fish again, just like in the other story. And Peter recognizes Jesus. And I think that's an important thing for us, you know, that we recognize when God is present, that we, we recognize um, when Jesus is in the boat. And so he, he puts his clothes back on and he, he jumps in the water and he leaves all the others with, with the task of, of hauling in all the fish. And, and um, Peter would do things like that, just kind of rash, spur of the moment. And he swims to where Jesus is. This is a, a powerful story for me. I, I love that Jesus already had some fish. Uh, he has a, a charcoal fire burning on the beach. And then when, when the disciples get uh, to the beach and they, they haul all the fish in, uh, Jesus said, bring some of your fish. And let's have breakfast. They had breakfast by the sea. And after they have breakfast together, there's this, this intimate conversation. Uh, our text that, uh, that my dad read for us a little while ago. Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? by this charcoal fire. And Peter's like, of course. And then a second time. And then a third time. And I think Peter might have been sad or, or frustrated um, because he's like, of, co of course I love you. Why, why are you doubting my love for you? Well, why wouldn't Jesus doubt his, his love for him? I mean, earlier in the narrative, Peter had pledged his life. He's like, I, I will lay down my life for you, Jesus. I will follow you anywhere. I will die for you kind of commitment. And then when Jesus is arrested, Peter and all the others, they com completely run away. They, they all deserted him and fled, and Jesus was left alone. And then around a charcoal fire, it's around a charcoal fire where Peter denies Jesus three times. He has three opportunities to... Uh, to, to stand up for Jesus, to, to claim his faith in Jesus, and he doesn't. And so that was a huge disappointment, not only for Jesus, but obviously for Peter, 
Now he, he went out after that and just wept deeply. There was just some deep hurt there. And I don't know if Jesus asking these questions kind of stirred that up. It was a painful memory. And I'm thinking, of course Jesus stirred that up on purpose. And I think that's one of the things that happens when, when Jesus comes close. Uh, is It stirs up things that need to be stirred up. And I don't know, I just think it'd be good for us to do that. Um, to allow ourselves to go to those places that we avoid, to remember the painful times, um, and allow Jesus to take those from us. Uh, in, in a sense, Jesus uh, gives Peter an opportunity to proclaim his love um, and, to, and to receive forgiveness. And so I don't know if they were sitting by this fire or if Peter and Jesus were, were strolling down the beach, kind of like our, our family does when we stroll to the pier. But they have this very intimate conversation, and the conversation goes deep. And I think there was some deep healing. And then, it doesn't end there. God always has some purpose for our lives. And so again, he calls Peter this fisherman, kind of into a shepherd's role. I want you to take care of my sheep. I want you to feed my lambs. I want you to lead my church. And again, it's just very clear that it's people that matter and that God calls us to people, to each other, uh, to care for each other, um, to care for the people of our world. So my prayer for us is that God will stir those things in us that need to be stirred. It's probably a lot of that these days. And that in that we'll find some deep healing. And in that we'll have a sense of what is it that God's calling us to do? Who are the people uh, that God is calling us to? And that we'll go. Y'all have a good day.